welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, a conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. And today we are going to be talking about one of my very favorite topics. If you haven't figured that out before, it is email marketing. And of course, as always, I have a fantastic expert in to talk about email marketing and the importance of using your emails to build a relationship with your community. I want to welcome to the show Rob Fortier. He has had many careers in a variety of fields, including theater, advertising, and the greeting card industry. So you know he knows how to convey a message in less than five words. As a content marketing coach, his goal is to use his creative skills to help coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs better understand how to develop and nurture the relationship with their subscribers, as well as use the power of email lists by offering content that inspires, educates, and entertains. He teaches strategies to get writing done quickly, even for those that don't think they are good writers. And that is one of the things I hear all the time, right? I suck at writing email. I'm not a great writer. And my whole thing, right, of course, is, look, you don't need to be a fantastic writer. You need to be you because that's what people are connecting with. But before I digress too far, Rob, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me today. Excited, excited. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Theater, advertising, and the greeting card industry. That (laughs) sounds like a fantastic story. So how did you get to be doing what you're doing? Tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur who teaches about email and content. So while I was working in the greeting card industry, I was there for about eight years. I wrote a couple of books with one of my sales reps to help other people in the industry because the greeting card industry has a very low barrier to entry. If you have a printer and you can draw anything, you can make greeting cards at home. So we kept encountering all these people that were really actually fantastic artists, but didn't know anything about the business world, how to run a business at all. So we put out these books to try to help them. And then it sort of led to people coming to us for advice and for coaching. And that really was something I clicked into and fell in love with. I loved helping people, coaching them, guiding them. So I went back, got a certificate in that, and then sort of started doing business coaching, helping these kinds of creative people to sort of get their business going, put the right tools in place, learn how to talk about their products in a way that makes sense, those kinds of things. And that slowly morphed into going out of the greeting card industry to working with solopreneurs and other types of small business owners. And one of the other problems I kept uh, 
finding that they had was how to, you know, get their business out in the world. You know, a lot of creative people think that marketing is just like dirty, horrible, ugly word, and they have to sell their soul to have clients and to get customers. And, or they were the opposite of, they were, you know, if they were working with another coach that told them, you know, build an email list, build a list, build a list. So they were building lists and then not knowing what to do with them, except saying, um, hey, I got some stuff. You want to buy it? You know, they, they had all these biases around bothering their people and not knowing what to write or when to reach out to them. And then, you know, they just never did anything at all. And then it was just a grand old waste of time. So I really decided to focus on helping people with this aspect because it's such an important part of, I think, almost every business is having a healthy email list because social media, as we know, is fantastic, but you're also subject to the whims of what the platforms are doing, the algorithms. Hey, was someone actually on Instagram or Facebook to see that post you made? Whereas with email, you can land in their inbox and then, you know, they can ignore it, sure, or they can open it. They can read it, they can delete it, but they have to take some kind of action with it. So there's such a great greater chance that they'll see something that you email them rather than just on the whim of, you know, was I on TikTok during that time? You are singing my language here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, everything you've just said is pretty much what I've been talking about ad nauseum forever, right? And it's so interesting. I was just having this conversation with somebody the other night about how, well, you know, where are all of the kids today as they were phrasing it, right? Because somebody was talking about, oh, you know, so-and-so, uh, they had a, a kid in high school and they were being told to check their email from their teacher. And they're like, teenagers don't check their emails. They check their text messages. And I was like, do they even text? I'm not even sure. Like, don't they use some social platform to message each other instantaneously and also have their video on their face? Who knows? But here's the thing, right? All of those platforms you mentioned, right? TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, wherever your people are hanging out. Oh, that's the place I need to be. It's the importance for me to have a thousand followers there, whatever it is. They all require something magical. And that's an email address. Mm -hmm. You have to have an email address to sign up and have an account. And as you said, right, you get to control whether or not your emails get sent, right? Whereas you do not get to control, you get to hit post. But you don't get to control if that ever gets seen by anybody in the entire world, much less your world, who's already said they want to hear from you. Whereas with email, if they say they want to hear from you and you send them an email, they get to choose, right? Do I ignore or do I open? But it will land there. So that is a very fascinating little journey there, right? (laughs) Eight years in the greeting card industry, teaching people the business side of stuff. And I, I completely agree, right? The business side of stuff is what I think most of us aren't prepared for, right? Mm -mm. We... We know our stuff. We know what we're great at. We we know our thing. But even people who have an MBA who I've talked with, they're like, yeah, I don't know how to run a business. Mm-mm. Right? You know, you go to business school, you get your MBA, but what does that do? Because the, the view of the online business is so completely different right now. And it is so incredibly important to have that part where you have a plan to talk to and connect with your audience through email. So tell me a little bit about how you help people do that. Uh, So one of the things I help people do is to sort of get over this whole thing about, you know, I would say some of the most common questions I get that, which is why, where this all comes from is, you know, I don't know what to write about. I don't know when to send my emails and I don't want to bother people. Those are like the three things I hear a lot. So one of the main things I focus on with people is, is what to write about. So, you know, I, I, I explain it in a way to people that if you were to say, have sit down with one of your friends and you were to have coffee 
and you would have this a dialogue with them. You wouldn't just sit down and be like, blah, 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 and my you know, boyfriend, and then this, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, look, time's up, I gotta go. Right? You, you wanna set it up so that you can have a dialogue and you, know, you ask your friends some questions and they tell you some stuff that's going on and then you go back and forth. So with an email, if you get it in your head that this is a conversation, right? Now, it may be a lot of one ways because people don't often respond to them, but you want to give them the opportunity to ask questions, see what's going on, try to get feedback and a response so that they can talk to you. But so if you think about it in terms of a, a dialogue, that makes it much easier to say, okay, I don't know what to write about because I bet if I sat down with, you know, a, a line of experts and said, I need give me your great stuff in five minutes. They could just talk, 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 talk. But the moment I said to some of them, okay, now I'll do that on paper. You know, you'd see the deer in the headlights look of like, ah! so, you know, for some people it's, okay, if you're not good at translating that what's in your brain to what's in the paper, then find another way to do it. Maybe you sit down and you make a video and maybe you don't post the video, but maybe you take out the words from that. You transcribe it or hire someone to do it. Or even in nowadays, you can get those auto transcribed. And that way you can use that and make it into emails, but also talk about why what you do. That's why people get onto your email list. They want your valuable information. So you don't have to, it doesn't have to be crazy, you know, tons of information. You know, it's not a giant newsletter with 17 billion things. It's a, hey, here's something that you might need this week, or here are, you know, three or four steps that might help you to get on the road to doing X, Y, and Z. So come from it of giving advice, having a conversation, nurturing people. And that's one of the main things I help people do is to get over that. I don't have anything to write about. I call, without using any square words, BS on that. Uh, you always have something <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to add on to what Raul here was talking about, audience converter community. You know, it's so common that people have that disconnect, right? I know all these ideas. I can talk about them forever, but I don't know how to say them. Mm -hmm. And to which I say, right, have someone ask you that question and speak into your phone and get Otter. Otter is my bestest friend ever. And Otter will make you a transcript. Now, is it going to be 100%? No. Will you have to do some editing? Yes. Is editing a heck of a lot easier than coming up with your thoughts from a blank page for most people? Absolutely. So remember, and I'll have a link for Otter for you uh, in the show notes as well, uh, you know, that your emails are a reflection of you. And another thing I really want to emphasize that Rob mentioned was this. People sign up to your email list to hear from you. Now, not to say you can't do joint venture promotions, not to say you can't promote other things that you love. I do that as well, right? I've got a ton of great friends who've got some great material out there and my, my community loves it as well. So not to say you can't do that, but remember the primary purpose of your email list. I signed up to hear from you because I like what you're doing about your process, about your solution. So of course, give them what they want, right? Give the people what they want. Give yeah. your information, give your knowledge, talk to people about what you do in your emails. You're not going to bother people. All right, let's 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 uh let's break this down into standard statistical numbers if you will. Average open rate, I think I heard last 8 to 12%. Now, that's really sad, that's really low in my opinion, but hey, let's say that's your average, 8 to 12%. So guess what? If you send an email every day, Remember that 8 to 12% that are opening your email, not the same people. Mm -hmm. It's 8 to 12% of your entire list. So while you send something on the same topic, right, two days in a row, 
different information, different content, same idea, maybe 8% see it on both days. And maybe those are completely different 8%, right? You're not bothering your people. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, the other thing too, to tap onto that is that not only do they want to hear from your expertise, but they want to show, they want to see your personality. It's not about, you know, we're not writing articles for the New York times here. We're writing, you know, three to 500 word emails. So it's okay to not be perfect. You know, it's okay if you, you know, maybe misspell a word once in a while, you can even make a joke out of it, but they want to see you. There's a million people that do what you and I do. So, but people want to get, you know, on board with us because they are attracted to something like, oh, she's funny. He makes me laugh. You know, he's a little bit quirky, those kinds of things. They are drawn to that. It's not always just about the, they can help me do X, Y, and Z. I mean, I don't know about you, but I always choose that. Is this person going to be fun to work with? Then they're going to get my business over the person that may have the same level of knowledge, but you know, they're kind of dry and boring. That's that life's too short to not have fun with this stuff. I think personally, but <laughs> absolutely life is too short. And that, that ties into something else, right? Um, it's this idea that you need to be personal in your emails, right? Your emails are you, even if you are not personally writing every single one of those emails, right? A lot of people, once they get big enough, they don't have the time to write all of their emails and that's okay. But it needs to be a reflection of you. It's it's a reflection of working with you, right? That's all they have to go on. The only interaction they're going to have online half the time is either watching you on video or reading your emails. So it is the only impression you get to make. Why would you want to give the impression that you file memo style and speak in business speak, or as I love hearing it called, the corporate wee-wee, and uh, <laughs> we do this and we do this and we understand, right? No, that's not what you're about. What are you about? Do people know? Do people know your values? Do people know why you do what you do? Do people know about your background? Do people know you? Now, I'm not saying give all your dirty little secrets. I am not saying, right, share absolutely everything about your life. If you want to, that's up to you. But you have to be yourself in your emails, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Some of the people I follow, right? One of them's talking about her tough mutter race she's getting prepped for. Another one loves beer, talks about going to breweries and brewing his own beer. Another one talks about uh, they just bought a house. So he's been sharing his house buying journey for the last year. Now, has have they also all been talking about what they talk about, what their specialty is? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. they have. And they've been doing an excellent job of it. But we get drawn in with stories, right? Yeah. You can talk about, I, I'm a big believer that you can talk about almost any life experience that you have into an email you can use to send your subscribers that also has a point that has value to yes. it, right? It's not, it's not just, and, and the, the value could be like this week, okay, this is going to just to entertain you a little bit, but you know, I used to use a lot of um, lessons from the gym. I was a, there was a time pre-COVID I was working with a trainer and I would record like once a week, these awful videos. I thought like, you know, I haven't even showered yet. I'm all sweaty and holding my phone. And I would take something I learned that day about training, whether it was, you know, discipline or showing up or a technique or just getting better and tie that into a lesson about applying that to the business world. And that was something I could totally then take and use in an email as well. There, we have so many experiences that are unique to us and they're fun to tell and then just to tie them in there's there there is always a way to find the lesson in things that happen to you in life and make it and then make it applicable to business or whatever it is that you talk about i think 
absolutely. One of my most popular subject lines was what barking seals have to do with your homepage. And uh, <laughs> another one was uh, what travel sci-fi and dance music have to do with your email marketing. Uh, you know, those are some enticing subject lines. And what did I talk about in those emails? Let me, let me give you a hint. It was barking seals, a homepage, and it was science fiction travel and, uh, and dance music. Uh, and it's true, right? It. Your life can be turned into a lesson on anything. But, yeah. you know, one of the things you mentioned, right, I want to switch tactics a little bit, dive into your secret sauce, if you will, is we know we need to get people on the list, right? I think we've convinced people of that. Getting them on the list is always powerful. And uh, we know we need to sell on our stuff, right? That's that's kind of what the purpose is for email. What do you do in between? How do you know what to write in between? How do, how do you help people figure that part out? That is something that um, is uh, is a huge mystery uh, for a lot of people. And the way to do that is to, first of all, you have to know your people. If you don't know anything about your audience, well, you probably have a lot of other issues than just besides what to write in an email. But, you know, as you're building a business, you know things about your people, right? You know what they like, what they don't like, where they hang out, what they maybe what they read, what they watch on TV, what YouTube channels or blogs or magazines they read. You know stuff about them. So you can use that as fodder to to create these emails. And then sometimes you just have to have, to have a topic and go looking for ideas. You know, um, you know, I use search tools a lot. Like you can use it in Google and Amazon. Start typing whatever it is your expertise is and see what pops up. What does it suggest? If you go to Amazon and look at books that are in your industry, a great place to look for ideas is to look at the table of contents of books. You know, they all have that like look inside. So you can see like, okay, what are the topics they're covering? And does that resonate with something you could write about and make into a newsletter? Get the um, sneak peek. The sneak peek, exactly. And you know, the, well, it used to be a cranky guy. Now they've changed it. But um, Answer the Public is an awesome website to if you just go and type in like email marketing. You're going to get hundreds of ways to approach that topic that you may never have just thought of on your own. So that's a great idea generator. So, you know, get creative about where the ideas come from, but really they should be, oh, and the other one I will throw into is use your own email inbox. That is a great place to, you don't want to copy people. We're not doing that, but to use it as inspiration for what you could be talking about. If you are like me, you probably subscribe to dozens, if not hundreds of, you know, uh, other people. So use those as for information. But, you know, in these emails, you then want to add value. That is always the place you want to come from. And that could be like this week, I'm going to, you know what, I had something happen in my business. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. And here's the problem I had. And here's what I learned from it. And maybe this will help you. Or maybe it's something you teach about. You come up with, you know, three or five points. You can write a couple sentences about to help somebody with a process they might be struggling with. Or, you know, it could even just be sometimes short and sweet. And maybe it's it's inspirational. It's something that you might say to your clients if they were sitting there and you make it into a little visual and you put some, you know, guiding words in there and you send it off. So it's about, you know, adding value, inspiring, educating, and giving them help because that's, you know, why you want them on there. So if you, you, you sort of get them to get used to those emails, they are going to kind of look forward to them or know that there's value in them as opposed to somebody else's, which may just be, you know, always, always selling. And there is value in a sales email. There is value in that. It's just a different kind of value. I want to repeat that back to everybody. <laughs> there is value in a sales email. Okay. There are so many different ways to look at a sales email as a valuable tool. You're a, you're letting your people know what it is you do. You're letting your people know what the next step is to work with you. 
And you're letting your people know how you can help them in many, many, many different ways, right? Uh, Letting them know, hey, it's a reminder email. There's value in sending those types of messages. Now, you don't necessarily want to be sending them every single day or four, four times a day, right? But there is value. And always approach any marketing you do is what kind of value is this giving? Is this giving value? And how can I make this the most value for my people, even if they don't take action? Mm-hmm. Right. Even if they don't take action. So I, I want to switch gears a little bit here, Rob. We have talked a lot about email, all these hacks on how to get ideas for writing your emails, how to write your emails, what to expect in your emails. And you know what? Those are all important. That's fantastic. But uh, my focus as well, right, is on building communities and how that ties into building a business, right? One of the things we talked about at the beginning was that there are so many things that people don't know about the business building side. So uh, if, if you would, right, just, just for a moment, I'd love for you to talk to the community here and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, what are you struggling with? with uh, building your community, right? We all have our own journeys. That's why I love asking that first question mm-hmm. when people join us is, how did you get to be doing what you're doing? Because there is no one right way. So, you know, you're building this community. You're helping people with this content. You had a very interesting journey from greeting card company <laughs> to coach. Uh, but, you know, what are some of the things that you still struggle with that my audience can learn from? You know, one of the things I'll be honest with you is um, growing my list. That is something that I think uh, no matter how long I am in the business, I will always struggle with that. It is because, you know, you, whenever time somebody unsubscribes, the gut reaction is, oh my gosh, I lost somebody who's unsubscribed from my list. I'm, I'm a horrible person. When really, you, first of all, you can't take it personally, but there's an ebb and flow to it. People come, people go. It's like, you know, friends that you might have been really close to in high school. And now you like, just keep in touch on Facebook. So people, subscribers, they come in and out. So you always have to be looking for ways to build that and maintain it. Um, so that I will admit is a struggle for me. It's a constant battle, which I think it is for a lot of business owners is you always want to keep growing your community. So that that's one thing. And I will tell you that sometimes I have trouble. I know I'm going to get stones thrown at me for saying this, but sometimes I have trouble making the time to write myself. You know, I have to schedule it out to make a commitment. You know, I have put together a plan in my calendar that says, okay, you know, not counting any promotional things that come up, but just sending valuable emails where I had to write content. I have to schedule those out and make a commitment to them like they're an appointment. Otherwise, I don't do them. Now, sometimes I still end up writing the email at 11.59 p.m. before I have to schedule it to go out the next day. But I know that come, you know, heck or high water, I have got to get that to go out because otherwise it just becomes too easy to skip. Say, I don't feel like it this week or I don't want to. And if you're building a community, you know, people have expectations of you. Now, I don't think anyone's sitting at home waiting for my emails to show up. But, you know, there's there are some lists I've been on where they send something every Saturday and I kind of look forward to reading it. And when it doesn't show up, I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened. I wonder if they're OK. I wonder if I unsubscribe by accident. I wonder, you know, I go, I go to these places. Um, so if you're building a community, you have to be reliable to some degree. You know, at the start of this pandemic, I started getting a lot of emails from coaches I hadn't heard from in like six or eight months. And all of a sudden, when their live events disappeared and everybody kind of looked at each other and said, I don't know what to do. I know I'll send out emails to people I haven't talked to in eight months and try to sell them something. Yeah, you can imagine how well that went over with me who does this for a living. Uh, it was like, delete, you know, so 
if you're, you can't just rely on those people when you need them, you need to be interested in them all the time as your community. That's, that's what a community is. It's good, bad, yes, no. You know, when you're making money, when you're not making money, when you've got less to say, when you have little to say, you have to show up all the time for them. And consistency in that is so important in developing that. And that is, I'm not going to lie to you. That is not easy to do, which is why, you know, the, I, I applaud the people who are like, I'm going to send an email every day. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot. You know, maybe it's for you or someone else right now, it's twice a month, you know, or it's once a week or, you know, whatever it is, but every six months is not the way to build a community, but it is challenging. You got to face that head on. Absolutely. Once every six months is a great way for people to be like, wait, where are you? Unsubscribe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Uh, <laughs> but you know, let's, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Right. One of the things you said you struggled with was growing your list. But what does that really mean? Like growing my list. Okay. I always hear that phrase, right? I need to grow my list. I need to grow my list. What does that really mean for you and your business? So, you know, for me, it means that I want to constantly be having new people come into my community. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about email list size, you know, and discussion about this. And I always say to people, it's more important to have a list that is responsive than it is to have a giant list. You know, if you've got a list of 500 to 1,000 subscribers, you that might perform just as well when you do an offer as somebody that has a 10,000 person list that they never talk to. So, uh, so for me, it's not about building the size, but it is about constantly having new people coming up. I want to keep putting myself in situations where people can see me and say, oh, I kind of like him. Let's jump on his email list or let's get his free thing because you do have people that unsubscribe. So, and you know, for a lot of people, it's not necessarily about selling something they can buy through your email sort of, but you still want to have a responsive list by taking care of them. So, you know, you're going to have people that leave people even after a year who they maybe opened every email and they're like, you know, it's just isn't for me anymore. Or I have changed directions or I've found somebody that's newer and shinier. So I don't need Rob anymore. makes me sad, but it happens. So it's all about, you know, getting, you know, and putting out value to get people to want to be on your list, but just having a new flow of people come in because people are going to leave. So that's how I think about it. I'm not trying to suddenly add 10,000 people tomorrow to my list, but I keep, you know, I do things like going on podcasts just to meet new hosts. Actually, that's a great way to meet people and teaching for other people's platforms. So I can just have more exposure in the world and make more connections and be a resource to people. That's sort of how I look at it is too, is Yes, I'm going to get benefit from it when I need to sell something, but I'm getting the chance to offer people more resources that they need. And here's their opportunity to get them by signing up. Absolutely. So many great gems in there. Number one being people will unsubscribe. It's going to happen. It's going to happen every time you send an email if you're doing your job right. So keep that in mind and that you always want to get new people in because it's new opportunities and you don't ever know why someone chooses the unsubscribe button. Okay. You don't know what's going on in their personal lives. You can try and figure it out, right? By having a survey on your unsubscribe page saying, thanks. Can you let us know what we did wrong or why you decided to leave? But it's going to happen. And it's so important to keep a healthy list. And it's the value is in the quality. It is not in the quantity, which is always great. So Rob, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your wisdom with our audience. What would you say is that first step someone should take if they're, if they're worried about, you know, creating the nurture emails What is that first step someone should take? I would say commit to something that you want to talk about 
That would be the very first step. It's got to be something you authentically want to talk about. Not what you think necessarily your audience might kind of sort of want to hear about. What do you want to talk about? And then sit down and find a way to put that out because you're going to find out right away if they don't like it they're not going to open it or they're going to unsubscribe. And that's a great thing to do. So go with what you want to be sharing with your people. Also, you want to consider what they need. But the first step is what can you write about that you care about and that you can convey to your audience in that fashion? Fantastic. It's true, right? Make the commitment to yourself, right? Make the investment in yourself that you are not only going to choose what you want to talk about, right? Who wants to talk about what other people claim I should be talking about, right? Don't let the outside world should on your business. Decide what you want to talk about, what you love speaking about, and what you know is valuable to your people, and then take the time to get it done, right? Set up an appointment with yourself. Don't let anything else encroach on it and get the writing done so that you can actually start that conversation with people. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Rob. Everyone, Rob48, talking about the importance of email nurture sequences and why we want to be using them regularly. And uh, if people want to learn more about you and what you do, uh, where can they find you? Two great places to go. You can go to my website. That's my first and last name, rob48.com. And you can find uh, connections to all my social media channels there as well. Um, And if you want to learn more about templates that you can use to create your own emails, uh, you can go to nurtureemailtemplates.com and get those for free. And uh, they have a lot of resources in there to get you started on writing from very easy to a little more complicated, you know, plug and play to take a little more time, but you can grab those for free there. Absolutely. Fantastic. Rob, thank you so much for sharing those generous resources with us. Remember everyone, nurtureemailtemplates.com. And of course, all of the links that Rob has mentioned will be in the show notes, especially if you don't know how to spell 48, uh, because it's a French word. And uh, it's got a, it's got a different ending than you think it does. So uh, all of those links, of course, will be in the show notes. Rob, thank you so much for being here, for coming on and for sharing your wisdom with my audience today. Kimberly, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Awesome, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast, talking all about the importance of nurture email. Until next time, keep calm and write some emails. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.